Alright, day four of the French Open just wrapped up. Well, Djokovic and Fuchovic are still playing, but most of the day is done. We had a pretty good day once again today. We went, I think, 3-2. and two, Or, yeah, 3-2 and two with our biggest play, Kokinakis. Finishing up for us, it was a very big sweat. He had three match points. At 40 love and then went to deuce and none of the points were easy he started the cramp so if he got broken he probably would have lost thankfully he did not other than that the rest of the plays were kind of just whatever since he passed under was an easy win what else do we have our naughty Shapovala Irvin 3 of sets that was a given and then Musetti absolutely dom dominated Shevchenko Van Ash absolutely sold us on the spread. He got broken twice in the second set to not get a 6-4. And then he served for the third set at 5-4 and got broken. And then choked the tiebreaker as well. And I think that's all of our plays from today. Oh, then we have Sonigo Umber over. Umber getting 3 out at home. Choked the third set. But it's whatever we move on. Had another good day. We finished... May up 10 units, which we love to see that. Hopefully we can re repeat that in June. Now let's go over some of these matches for tomorrow. Uh, I'm not too sure how many matches we got. Let me check. We got 16 matches for tomorrow. The first match being George vs. Kashin. George is minus 260 on the money line. And the over is set at over 37.5. Um, Kashin had a battle against Dominic Team Was up 2-0. Was serving for the match. And then got broke and had to sweat it out all the way to the fifth set. And George had a pretty mediocre win over Korea. Went to two tiebreakers and then won the next two sets, 6-3-6-3. Pedro Cachinda won a set is minus 230. Uh, there's no over 3.5 set bet on Bovada, but I kind of like that if there is. But I probably just stay away from that match. I think there's better options on the board tomorrow. Then we got Echeverry versus Demonor. I think I like Echeverry at plus 110 on the money line. He's just the more natural clay quarter, having the better season. Demonor is only 5-4 and four in the season. Echeverry is 19-10. and 10. Demonor losing matches to Fucevic. A very good Kratsev, Sitipas, Struff, and Monte Carlo. I mean, none of those losses are bad. He has, like, but... I think Echeverry will get more free points and should be able to stick with ADM in the rallies. The balls fluff up very big. So the people that can't create much power, like Alex Dimonor, struggle pretty bad because they can't create any pace with the ball. So it's going to be hard for Dimonor to do anything tomorrow. Then we got Casper Rude versus Zeppery. Casper Rude is minus. Eight games, the over-under set at 31 and a half. 
I believe they've never played before. Head to head is zero zero. Zephyr having to fight against Bublik. He's having an okay season. Won three matches in qualifiers and drop a set. I think Rude 3-0, but I don't have much confidence to bet that. I'm kind of trying to stay away from these big favorites 3-0s because a lot of them are dropping random sets. Uh, under three and a half sets is minus 155. Mm, that might be solid, but Rude's kind of struggling a bit with Elias Emer. Then we got Dimitrov versus Russo Vori. I think I like everything about Dimitrov tomorrow. Rusevori should have lost to Barrera if he wasn't a Frenchman because all Frenchmen are chokers. Dimitrov looked really good in his opening match against Katov. Dimitrov didn't have to use any of his legs really. Rusevori coming off of a five set match. Dimitrov is, let me see what his minus one and a half sets is. I think I like that. Minus one and a half sets is minus 115. That might be one of my favorite plays tomorrow. I think he should get through a not too great on the clay Rusevori. Then we got Nishioka versus Max Purcell. Kind of another gross match because Purcell doesn't really have any experience on the red dirt. Nishioka not very good on the red dirt they played. Twice back in 2018. That I don't really take much into that. Max Purcell is 21 or 27 and 21 clay. But if you take out his ITF season, he's like 10 and 17 on clay. Nishioka, a bit better there on the clay, has way more matches. Uh, I kind of like Nishioka money line. I don't see Purcell winning two matches at the French Open. If he does, that's sad on the ATP tour on letting Purcell win two matches. But he also has a very favorable draw for his first two matches. But as soon as he plays someone good on the clay. I also like the matchup for Nishioka. Purcell likes to have a really... He has a really good cross-court slice. I think Nishioka's big loopy left hand or forehand, lefty forehand, will kind of just completely negate that. And, yeah, I think it's a, his money line should be solid, but I hate trusting him, though. we got Aslan Kretsev versus Francis Tiafo. Kretsev is a minus 115 favorite. Tiafo a slight knockout, minus 105. Kretsev having the much better clay season so far. Well, Tiafo won a clay title on Houston, but that doesn't, that's not really real clay. Other than that, he is two and three on clay outside of Houston. Kratsev fourteen and four. Had a pretty good win over Popperin, lost the second set, and then dominated the last two. Jeffel played a good first round match, but I don't take too much beating it doesn't take too much to beat Kranovich anymore. So I think I like Kratsev money line there because Jeffo he has a big forehand, but on clay, he kind of is very passive with it and picks up a lot of short balls, which Kratzev loves and will eat up on those. Then we got Toronto. Toronto, I don't know what it is. We'll go with Toronto. Or Zhang. Two, uh, kind of, I can't say Zhang's an up-and-comer player. He's 27, but Toronto, or Toronto is an up-and-coming player. He's 22. I think he was like 
a high ranked junior, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Zhang had a really good run in Madrid and made the quarterfinals, lost to Kratsev. Toronto coming through qualifiers, beating Stricker, Hijikata, then he beat uh, VDZ. Zhang played it injured Lajovic, so he only put, had to play one set. I don't think Toronto looked too great against VDZ, but I think just a skip there. I don't see a reason why to bet on two challenger players in a second round of a French or a Grand Slam. Then we got Vavasasori versus Oliveri. Vavasasori is coming off a five and a half hour match against Kesmanovic, and he was already looking kind of injured early in the match, so I'm not too sure. They played three tiebreakers, three in a row that Vavasasori won. It's kind of it's a big question mark on his fitness coming off of that, probably, well, obviously the longest match of his career. He'll got a lot more points or free points from his serve. Has a nice servant volley. Very high tennis IQ. He's kind of fun to watch. Oliveri is just a, your good old Argentinian clay rat. Just pushes the ball around. So if Vasasori is healthy, I think he gets that done. Then we got Tommy Paul versus Jerry. I like Jerry Moneyline. Or no, I like Tommy Paul Moneyline. I'm sorry. At, what is that at? Plus 120. I think Tommy Paul is the much more talented player. But he's 5-5 he's on clay, but I don't think he really cared too much. But he sh showed that he cared against Stricker in the first round of the French Open. And I think his he's, one, he's a very, very good returner. I think that will help him against Jerry's big serve. And Tommy Paul's rally tolerance should give Jerry some issues. They played once on hard courts. Tommy Paul won easily. But I don't take that too much big of a count. Then we got Center and Altmaier. Center is a massive favorite at minus 1200. He's a minus eight game favorite. They've played one time in the US Open last year. It went five sets actually. Had no idea that happened, to be honest, or I kind of just forgot about it. Uh, don't want to bet a very big game favorite like this. If I had to bet anything, it's probably Altmaier plus eight games, but don't want to even bet that. Pelia versus Sabuth Wild. I know that's not how you say it. The price is like Zybotch Wilt or something, something weird. But we'll just go with Sabuth Wild. I'll, he just beat the number two seed, Daniel Medvedev. And I think he continues his dominance and goes into the second or third round. I like him as a parlay piece at minus 260. I think he should. Get a lot of returns into play. He's a pretty solid returner, and his forehand should just blast Pelia off the court. Then we got Lehechka versus Giron. 
I think I like Lehechka minus one and a half sets at minus one twenty. Very good bet to me, actually. Garona, a very bad clay player. He had a pretty okay first time match against Medjidovic. Medjidovic was already struggling struggling physically in the qualifying matches. So Garona kind of just grinded him out. Had a very easy win. Lehechka had a very good battle against Struff. Came out on top in a fifth set, 6-1. Lehechka, the much better clay player. I think he gets it done in at least four sets. And then we got Arthur Mernanish versus Taylor Fritz. Taylor Fritz is minus seven and a half game favorite. Over under is set at 33. Once again, I hate these big, big favorites like this. If I usually like to take the underdog in these big favorites because you get a good plus money on them to win a set. Our Rundanesh is 3 and 3 in the clay season. Beat Gasquet in the first round. Taylor Fritz had a very easy first round and very favorable matchup against Mo. Won. 626161. Six, one. If I had to bet something, it's plus seven and a half games. Just because he's at home and he has a pretty solid serve. But uh, Taylor first is locked in. He should get it done pretty easily, though. Then we got Francis or Francisco Srindolo versus Yannick Hoffman. I think I just like Strindelow money line, minus 200. Parlay it with a big favorite or something. Strindelow is 2-0 on the head-to-head. They played this year in Buenos Aires. Strindelow won by four games. Yannick's having a really good clay season so far. He's 26-10. Big serve. Pretty nice uh, volley and forehand as well. But I think Strindler's return, I give him the return edge. And Yannick isn't a great returner, so Strindler shouldn't have that big issues on his serve. So I think I either like minus one and a half sets there, or just the money line. Then we got Zverev versus Mochon. Mokon, I don't know what it is. I don't watch with sound on tennis TV, so... I don't really get to hear the few players' names when I'm watching. Uh, Zverev is 9-5 and five on the clay season. Kind of struggled in the first round against Lloyd Harris. He kind of got lucky that Harris was injured in the third set with a calf injury. Bokan, easy win over Gaston. Gaston, uh, just bad physically. Bokan didn't really do much. I've had... There's... Don't want to trust the Verve at minus 500, but also if he's locked in, he beats the shit out of Mokon. So, no reason to bet that there. And then we got Holger Runa versus Gail Monfils. Monfils is a plus eight game favorite. I expect pretty much everyone to be on Monfils tomorrow, but I think I'll probably be skipping out on that match. We'll just watch for fun. 
Holger wasn't too physically fit in his first match against Chris Eubanks. And Monfils was down 4-0 in the fifth set, down a break point, and ended up winning the match. It was probably the best match I've watched ever almost. It was insane. I've never I haven't had that feeling in a match in so long. Monfils the winner set is plus one thirty-five. If you believe in the the magic again, you can take that. Maybe for a half unit. That might be that might be on the card tomorrow for a half unit. But I think that's all for me for the French Open day five. Let's have another day in the green and keep killing this tournament. I think so far with qualifiers and main draw, we're up about 11, 12 units. So we're having a great time before the grass season. And let's keep doing it. See you guys tomorrow.